Welcome everyone to 1111 Calling. I'm your host, Michelle Haynes, and today's guest is Dr. Michael Smith. Dr. Smith has been a passionate advocate and spiritual mentor for empaths for the last two decades. In this episode of 1111 Calling, we are going to discuss his path to serve as a spiritual guide for empaths at all levels of awakening. Well, what's an empath, you ask? Uh, Empaths are highly attuned uh, to people's energies and emotions. They are people that are often referred to as emotional sponges, meaning that they actually feel people's joy and pain physically and emotionally. They often have an extra strong sense of intuition where they're able to read or sense something about someone's energy or their intentions, or they just have a deep knowing or understanding of something that's going to happen, and there's no reasonable explanation for them knowing that. Everybody has the gift of intuition. It's almost like a sixth sense, but with empaths, it's just like supercharged. And um, they're, they're often known to get overwhelmed by crowds, which makes sense because that cumulative energy of all those people is being absorbed and felt by them. They can really pick up on people's negative energy. Um, they also pick up on positive energy also, but I think it's the negative energy that can become super draining on them. And they really find solace and the ability to recharge their battery, so to speak, when they connect with nature. Um, You'll find that uh, as an empath, toxic and troubled people are drawn to you and they just want to tell you their problems and they are looking for comfort from you. It's as if you're this magnet for that type of person. And this, unfortunately, can also make an empath more vulnerable to manipulation or toxic behaviors as they truly have an earnest desire to help those kind of people when they're in distress. So that's also why... Empaths tend to struggle with having healthy boundaries. So let's get into it. And I hope you enjoy today's show. Welcome to 1111 Calling Podcast. It's great to have you here. Oh, and it's good to be here. I definitely am curious about where you come from. Like, who were you as a kid? <laughs> I come from. Give me a little of that story. <laughs> over there, over yonder. <laughs> Uh, the planet, you know, the, the, the constellation Sirius, or, you know, who knows? <laughs> uh, where do we come from? That's such a great question. Me, Michael, the human, comes from um, two places that I call home, uh, Duluth, Minnesota, uh, where I was born, in, right on Lake Superior, and I've kind of got that water in my soul, like a lot of empaths do, and, um, and then uh, also Colorado, where I lived for and grew up in high school for many years. Right on. Yeah. So I'm, I grew up in Michigan, love the, the Great Lakes. So yeah, um, I, I absolutely love water. I find it incredibly healing, soothing. You um, know, I got to get in it when I'm around it. Do you consider yourself an, an empath? Yeah. 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 I have come to figure that out just through different conversations with people. I haven't really explored it a ton. I also know it because very viscerally in my body I can feel things sometimes like other people's pain um sometimes I don't know where it's coming from I am one of those that cries at all the commercials that get you to cry like my daughter kind of 
like laughs at me and looks at me and rolls her eyes like god and I'm like I can't help it so I I'm just that person and then I did your quiz on your website and it said um awakening empath which I think is also accurate from what I understand so so yeah I'm definitely an empath I need to have a better understanding of it and how to um not absorb so much Mm -hmm. because it is intense can make me feel sick sometimes and I'm a hairstylist so I'm constantly around of course tons of random energy Oh. And I forget, I do have some crystals in there and I'll do some um, Palo Santo now at the beginning of work, but I often just run into work, start working and don't really think to set a clear intention of kind of protection and boundary and clearing. So I'm trying to be better at that. And I've been doing hair for like 25 years and I'm just now like, even though I've known I needed to do that, I'm just now really trying to be more consistent with that. Mm-hmm. So. And, and it'll be interesting to see almost certainly, you know, as you do more podcasts, as you, as you do more connecting, as we all do, when we do more connecting and, and it, we use the word intention, you know, in, in that way, what we come to find as empaths is that we don't need to do shielding. We don't need to do bubble meditations because the more light we bring in through connecting intentionally to the divine, that is all the protection we need. And just speaking for myself personally, like over the last, oh God, probably 10 years or so, uh, before 10 years ago, I would was kind of in a place similar to where, where you are, where I would can't be constantly having to clear myself. And this is what happens to a lot of empaths in the earlier stages, right? Uh, once we just recognize that we're empaths, we have to clean because we take in other people's debris. Why do we take in other people's debris? Because we're designed by the universe and spirit and source and God, whatever label you use to do that. We're designed to feel, perceive, sense, and know so that we can help other people and for a lot of impasse we want to just give up and throw on throw in the, the towel because we were never taught as kids a that we are impasse and sensitive in doing this and uh we didn't have that instruction but now what we're recognizing in this day and age is we're all waking up and thanks to you and your podcast and gazillions of others that are doing their dharma in that way is we're recognizing that all we have to do to prevent being overwhelmed is do two things number one ask for the light and just remember remember to connect intentionally i heard you in your video saying that you were kind of like needing to do more wanting to do more connection right in that way that is the number one most effective way to protect our energy. And the second most important way that we can protect our energy, it's not bubbles, it's not shielding, it's saying no. Mm -hmm. And to the demands that the external world, our friends, our lovers, our loved ones, our children, our parents, our coworkers, like everyone wants something from us because we're damn good at at listening. 
<laughs> and feeling and knowing what people are going through. So it's up to us. And again, we didn't get any training on this, but if you take my courses, you'll get like those of you that are listening, you'll get a, this is what we work on. We work on learning to say no in order to say yes to ourselves and to do it without feeling guilty. <laughs> That's another layer. Cause I've got the, I'm a recovering Catholic. So me too. Yeah. There's, there's that guilt aspect. It doesn't uh-huh. get me as much as it used to, but it, it pops up every once in a while. Yeah. So it's almost like if I'm understanding correctly, the more that you connect to source which you can do in many ways one of which is through meditation or yoga or you know kind of quieting finding that that place that you can connect and then kind of letting that that lightness glow up inside yourself and as you're sharing and connecting with others that in and of itself is what becomes that quote-unquote force field or you got it and and here's a what, what you just said, here's a perfect example of that, right? A lot of empaths and sensitive people get overwhelmed at the thought of meditation. I know I used to, I thought, uh, you know, oh gosh, I just the thought of committing to 30 minutes or an hour or an oming for an hour, just, it freaks a lot of empaths out. And so I, what we, what I do to not get freaked out and overwhelmed is something that we can all do. And it works so well. And it's takes literally 30 seconds. Just um, do this with me Mm -hmm. and everyone who's watching and listening, just take a nice uh, inhale. And then on the exhale, breathe out your human ego. And what do we have left when we do that? We have pure connection to our higher self, our own soul. We have access to that. When we intentionally exhale the ego, the only thing that is left when the ego is gone is our pure presence and our connection to our own soul. And you can, can you feel that energy? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I think the more you give your attention to that and, and really practice that, I think you come to know that feeling mm-hmm. you know and um that's awesome and it's that that is such an important point the more that we practice it so we have to remember and make it our intention to commit to doing something as simple as exhaling intentionally for how, like how long that take 10 seconds mm-hmm. that, that was a long exhale because i like long slow exhales it <laughs> calms the, uh, the the sympathetic nervous system and it puts you into a parasympathetic state so can you, this is a question for everyone who's listening can you commit to exhaling intentionally uh say five ten times a day and i'm i'm sure the answer to that is yes mm-hmm. and boom there you have m- more light coming at you because here's the thing that is important for us to recognize about spirituality and about our connection to the divine. We're a team. And there, previously we have believed that we were separate, you know, and we're recognizing that that's not true anymore. And what does not being separate mean? It means that for every time you exhale and ask to let go of what you don't need, which is 
well, largely your human ego. And when you do that, when we commit to just taking an exhale of breath, guess what happens on the other side? They in they push by inhaling, they're doing the inhaling and they're pushing in that energy towards us and seeding our energy field with everything that we let go. They, they force feed us through like an IV drip, kind of the equivalent of an IV drip. They give us all the light, the energy, the peace, um, the stillness, the tranquility of which also is born laughter, love, passion, play, abundance, happiness, joy, all the good stuff. And so when we do our part, like, and all it takes is a few mm -hmm. seconds of breathing, they do their part. And guess what? Then we manifest good shit in our lives. And <laughs> we, we make more money. We have better health. We have better soulful relationships. Honestly, life is not that difficult. If we just remember, we have to remember. So I use this affirmation multiple times a day, especially before I go to bed at night. I, I call in my connection to my guides and my team and I just, and God, and I just simply say, I want to remember, help me remember in the biggest sense mm -hmm. of the word. And when we say that, they bring it all everything we need to remember in order to fulfill our mission on earth, they give to us. So I do that at night and I find that my dreams are deeper. I remember my dreams. And then because I have more light and this is kind of a cliche term, but I, my vibration is raised, meaning mm -hmm. they are pushing more light towards me. Then I get all kinds of good stuff in my life, including better health and, and, relationships and abundance of all forms and mm -hmm. so it's really quite simple we do our part by taking an action mm -hmm. and they do their part by bringing us what we need and often what we want as well because the two are not the same but if we continue to commit I don't know what's your perspective on that what, what's coming up for you is I, I was just thinking about um like as we are going through life and we're trying to make positive change and we're trying to draw on, you know, spirituality in our journey of learning about spirituality for lack of a better term, but our own personal path and growth. And um, the one thing that I find to be very true is when you show up, take action, mm -hmm. then the universe shows up it kind of meets you you know it's not the whole like oh i'm just gonna sit back and be like okay i'm gonna manifest the new car and the sweet boyfriend and money's just gonna keep accruing in my bank account and then you just go off that night and go to happy hour and have drinks with your friends and go to bed and that it just magically appears it's yeah it's the idea that you're committed to incorporating the practices that you've been learning about with clear intention and yes. and then the universe god source etc whatever you want to call it will meet you there and bring yeah. you what you need and exactly. if you keep showing up it's ready right there for you i to couldn't help. <laughs> agree more right showing up 
it's such a good description of what we're here to do. Everyone, well, not everyone, but a lot of people erroneously believe that the, like you're alluding to here, that the law of attraction, oh, like attracts like, well, if I just think good thoughts, then I'm going to manifest a million dollars. And that's not how it works. Yes, like attracts like, and there is a missing ingredient that I teach in all of my programs, including the Empath Academy and the Empath Sanctuary, that we need to do our part, meaning we need to take action and commit, commit to taking action. That's the missing piece in the law of attraction, because mm -hmm. that's what the universe and spirit and source needs from us. They need us. And, and I ask this question to my, my audience and my clients a lot, and it kind of flips people out. What if God needed you? Mm. I think that's true because again, I, I have a hard time. I think initially the word God freaked me out because I, Mm -hmm. absolutely rejected Catholicism growing mm -hmm. up from a, from a young age in that structure, God was above us and we were beneath God. We were less than, and I don't believe that. I think we are one in the same as God or source or the universe. We are a thread of the greater whole. So God to me is the entirety of everything. Um, and so I also understand the concept of a higher power or our higher self, right? Our highest, what we can be. And so I guess a question, what is, if we are one and the same, how then is something higher? Does that make sense? Do you know what I'm trying to get at or ask? Um, yeah, it, it, it's just like... A metaphor that just comes as you're talking about this it's not either or it's it's we're all part of the same um energy we're just at different levels like uh where we are in pre-kindergarten here on earth <laughs> and there are other levels that are first grade second grade third grade high school college postdoctoral. those are the angels right the 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 angel little did they know that they're they're working on their you know their phds over on the other side <laughs> that's really it does that resonate I... yeah and and ascendant masters are mm -hmm. yeah, they've got it yeah they they got there they, you they know so yeah and would you agree that all those levels or whatever happen can happen in human form also um yes and in other places times dimensions as well i 100 percent agree with that and we're seeing evidence evidence of that now where we are many of us are waking up to the fact that the reason that we are here right now at this time in history where we look out at the world and everything appears to be chaos it's actually not there's an underlying order to all of this it's all being orchestrated on our behalf so that we can i don't like this word but ascend mm -hmm. into the greatest version of ourselves which is to recognize that we are masters spiritual masters and i, I know 
some empaths have difficulty with that word. Who am I to be a master? That we are gods, that we are God. And yes, God is a word that has born, it, it has a what, what I call a dark, uh, a light shadow. It's a light shadow, meaning it's a word that has been repressed, judged because of the judgment of religion, which mm-hmm. is human cause. And so that word, but we're all one and we are all waking up to the fact that we are, rather than ascending to recognizing that we're God, what, what's actually happening is our light body or otherwise known as our soul is actually descending, descending through our energy field, through the ethers, through our what we call our soul star chakra, which is a couple of feet above the crown. And we're ha- we have greater access to that light. This is just my personal belief and experience into that stillness, that peace, that tranquility than ever before. And so I know for me, just speaking personally, I do believe this is my last lifetime. Mm -hmm. And I do believe that I've been around the block like a lot of us have. And it's, this is probably going to be it for me. That's just my belief because I am so committed to my growth that I want to get it right. And I'm choosing to get it right, hopefully. this time so what do you think then will be what is next then if it's not going through reincarnation or more lifetimes of learning where does that leave you after that it it leaves us in the exact same place we are right now which is serving the divine it is no different the only difference is that i will you i Everyone who's listening, we all are going to be serving the divine when we drop our bodies. Yeah. That doesn't change. So the, the, the opportunities and the invitations for growth and expansion and evolution will continue because the universe wants to provide that to us. And we as souls need it we need evolution so we get those opportunities when we drop our bodies no different than here so it's just the same thing just not in the flesh bag exactly it's the exact same thing service to others service so when we hop on over to the other uh, other side when we ride that train we get to be well we already are each other's spirit guides right now Mm -hmm. so let's get that clear like you may not think of yourself as a spirit guide, but you really are. Everyone who's listening, we're spirit guides. We help each other. We love each other. We want each other to, to do well. And that's what an empath is. I mean, I never hadn't thought about this until now, until this convo. So thank you for bringing this up. But we empaths are here to be spirit guides. Mm-hmm. And that doesn't change when we drop our bodies. We just evolve into a different way of serving as spirit guides. Yeah. And I think too, a a good reminder with spirit guides, soulmates, if you want to think of it that way is even those people that annoy you or that hurt you and they're part of it. They're part of your story for a reason, you know, for that evolution of your soul. Absolutely. It's kind of like the twin flame dynamic Uh, in relationships. We have Sometimes those of us are in relationships with people that are our, our other half, 
is what kind of what a twin flame is for those who may not have heard that. And so I know for me, I've been in many twin flame dynamic relationships where my, my part, the universe sent me partners like my, my last, my former husband, we're about to make the divorce official in January. And he is, was exact opposite of me in so many ways, polar opposite, but the other half of me and uh, it was just too difficult and, and it can be for a lot of, a lot of souls, but, and yes, you're right though. We are here to grow and evolve. And sometimes we grow and evolve through conflict. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And yeah. So you're, you have a lot of offerings on your website. You mentioned the Empath Academy and the Empath Toolkit, which if I'm understanding correctly are similar, just one is more of a Oh, uh, actually, they're not quite, they're not, they're not similar. They're not. But no, okay. the Empath Toolkit is designed for pure beginners. The Academy ah. is fast track intensive for those of who are really committed to letting go of the bullshit, the limiting beliefs, feeling like you're not worthy, feeling like you can't share your voice. We do that in five weeks. You will come out like we have miracles and we have radical change for that. Uh, we have an empath sanctuary community that is a year-long annual membership. So that is sustained letting go of the bullshit over a year, not just five weeks. Kind of the and support structure. And then we have structure. Sedona Retreat coming up in May. The event in Sedona looks really cool. Sedona Celebration Retreat, is that yeah. what you call it? And um, I've never been to Sedona, but it keeps popping up, which of course is okay. well, serendipitous, the right? The universe is trying to get your attention, right? Mm-hmm. I know. So tell me about what got you inspired to start doing that retreat. How long have you been doing it in Sedona? Well, I've been doing retreats for since 2012. So what, 10 years or so, not every year, but uh, this last year in um, 2021 was the first time that we did it in Sedona because I live in Flagstaff, which is 27 miles away from Sedona. So I was like, Hey, this is a perfect Part of the reason I moved here because I wanted to be close to Sedona, right? And so the land itself is just an energizer. So whatever state you're in, Sedona is going to amplify that because of the the, the vortex energy, the, the geographical configuration and energetic configuration of that land and the particular uh, trees and stones and, and mountains that are there, uh, it amplifies so that's why a lot of spiritual ceremonies are done there because we get ourselves into a great state. We let go of the bullshit intentionally at, at the retreat that I run. It's all about two questions. What do you need and want to let go of in your life? Relationships, jobs, updated identities. I mean, limiting beliefs. I'm not worthy. I'm not good enough. Blah, 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 blah. What do you want to let go of? And what do you want in this place? And what better place than Sedona to bring in more light, more abundance, more joy, passion, freedom, liberation. That's really what we do there. It's four days of an intensive letting go and and an intensive connection to the spirit realm where we work on our intuition and, and then we, but, and, and we have probably the most important of all you're with 20 plus other amazing light worker empaths souls who vibe on your frequency and so like it's an instantaneous kind of 
lifelong friendships are made there. And I know we're last year. So we're going to do it for our second uh, time this May 10th through 13th. So it's very exciting. I mean, you really have a lot of offerings. And then I was reading an article. I don't even know. I was just going from one to the other because there were so many (laughs) yummy things to look at and read. And then I hopped on to YouTube and a meditation. There's great visualization and really just asking, connecting and asking for clarity about some things. Mm-hmm. And the visual is, I always love visualizations because mm-hmm. I just kind of keep open. And sometimes I'm like, what? And I had a, a cheetah <laughs> an animal that came in. I've never had that. And so I was like, uh, oh, uh, cheetah. Cool. So that's then I was, why I love those what spirit does to us in I love leading meditations. It's one of my favorite things in the world. And I, every single event I do in order to bring in the light, we sync up our energy as a group. And I always lead a meditation. And then I do it on Sunday evenings as a part of the empath sanctuary on on, once in a while, we put it on YouTube for everyone to see. And um, the joy of that is it's always different for me, because half the time, I don't know what the hell I'm saying, because I'm channeling it as I'm doing it. Yeah. And then B, you get your surprise and the universe gives you something that you hadn't received before, a cheetah. I love this shit. So it's like, yeah. it's so much fun. Meditation is fun. Especially really is. when we ask, the, when we recognize that when once we get into the quiet state mm-hmm. and once we get out of our ego and exhale the ego, right? Then what's left? What's left is a receptive state where we can listen, hear, sense, see, and know. And we see things beyond the veil that are there. A cheetah is a part of you. It's in your energy field. You hadn't recognized it until that meditation. So right on. Thank you, universe. Exactly. (laughs) Exactly. It's so fun to just and then go explore like oh what is here for me what what was that about because it is that silencing and quieting so that you can actually hear and connect um hear what you're asking you know the answers to what you're asking connect Mm -hmm. to your own divinity and to your own higher power and to god and see really if you're open like can you give me that clarity about what it is right now that i'm needing or what it is right now that I'm needing to release. Mm-hmm. And you really, it's crazy how it can come through. Mm-hmm. I just got back not too long ago from a, a retreat and we had a couple of days in silence, which was hilarious because leading up to going, I was like, oh my God, how am I going to do that? I'm chatty, <laughs> you know, I, for whatever reason, I was nervous about that. And that was my favorite part. Mm-hmm. I loved it mm-hmm. because stuff started coming through quickly. Like when you remove some of the noise and distraction, you can hear and feel oh. things that, that you just couldn't before because there was no room for it. There's yes. too much clanging and debris in the way. So when you can intentionally get rid of that it's fabulous and I ended up loving it and when we came out of silence and this is also a sign of obviously sensitive empath 
it was too much. Like I had to go, like I left and went to my room and hunkered down because Mm -hmm. I couldn't even hear what people were saying. It was just like intense noise and it was almost painful. Yes. And so many empaths are are just raising their hands saying me too. And I know I am right. As you're listening to you talk and yes, it it can be too much after doing a, a spiritual experience where you were so open and so connected and we are in our natural state. Our natural state is quiet. It's very quiet. And when we leave our natural state to go back into the unnatural world, which is completely unnatural, it is not our natural state to be bombarded with car noise and you know uh, electricity in these walls Mm -hmm. that a lot of empaths don't realize the degree to which we're sensitive to this we have uh, alternating current in the walls it's it's like basically a ping pong match going on in your walls Mm -hmm. um 70 cycles a minute of back and forth ping pong in your walls we've gotten so used to it i know for me i live out in the country for a reason as I need the pure and I need the quiet and I'm lucky enough to be able to do that. I have nobody around me. Sometimes it gets a little isolating, but I wouldn't change it for the world because when I step out of my house, thank you. I'm like back in the arms of the divine and, and the pure quiet. So thank you for giving voice to an experience that I know so many people can identify with. Yeah, I I, I want more of that I remember just thinking yes please thank you more Mm -hmm. of that and so really that's on my radar too is to create that for myself even where I am and um I think I can get my 17 year old daughter to play along for like one day like maybe once a month or maybe it'll be every I don't know once every couple of months to just have a choosing for 24 hours to unplug to we don't even have to speak to each other we can be in the same you can coexist very easily but just to have Mm. some stillness and quiet that that we are purposely choosing for ourselves just to feel that where we are without having to go through you know a, a retreat or drive I don't even know where you can drive in Boulder County anymore to find that, but you know, find it for yourself in your own. You're finding it for yourself. That is such an incredible idea for so many parents and and, and partners and, you know, uh, people who live together. That is a fantastic idea to just take a day of silence like that. And plus, honestly, I think it would be incredibly fun and challenging to communicate non-verbally for an entire 24-hour period. No voice ju- and any communication you need to do would just be like non-verbal, right? Mm-hmm. And you're doing charades. and like, It's kind of <laughs> like doing a dance <laughs> uh-huh. with each other, Yeah, you know? And um, yeah, I mean, not only do you hear your own wisdom or little downloads from the universe, but I think too you notice the the sounds Mm -hmm. that you might miss. Like you're actually hearing birds or the electricity or you're 
um, printer that's plugged in but not on, but you can still hear it buzz. You know, the, the weird little things that what a flame sounds like or yeah. watching the flame, you know, how it moves. Like you're paying attention to other things because yeah. you're not being force fed all this other crap that is just there on the daily. So I saw you, you have a candle going on right now. Yes. <laughs> I saw you looking at it, right? So I uh -huh. can't see it, but I saw you looking at it and you're talking about like the sound of a flame, not a fire, but a flame, like a little flickering flame uh -huh. from a candle. And I'm sitting here going, you're right. It does have a sound. It It's not an overwhelming sound. It's more of a vibration, but it, mm -hmm. there's a sound to it. And I had never thought of that before. Yeah. It's, it can be mesmerizing too. And just noticing the movement of it, like clearly there's a vibration, even with, mm -hmm. you know, if I stop talking and watch it, mm -hmm. you can see it moving. So there's vibration. The fan isn't blowing right now. The heat is not. So while we're on this subject, I love doing this every now and then. And this is kind of like, so my sanctuary, we have play shops. I'm all about play and fun. If you guys can't figure this out by now, like <laughs> my entire career is built on me being weird, my usual weird, fun, playful self. And so thankfully people like that and they <laughs> make a living. And so here's an example of something that, and this is, something for the, the listeners to, to engage in wherever you are today, sometime today, make it your commitment to go get a little candle and then like um, do what I do and just, or put it in on a table in front of you and just sit there and watch it and establish a relationship with that fire spirit. And then you'll start to notice that it will literally respond to your thoughts, not, not your breath, not your, I mean, it'll respond to that too. But even when you're like not breathing <laughs> and you're just with your thoughts, that, that fire will move towards you and away from you based on the, the thoughts. So if every, anyone wants to have fun tonight and yeah. engage with your kids or your partner with a little uh, fire medicine, try that out. It's, it's very fun. That's cool. Uh, one other thing on your website that I wanted to ask you about and is uh, the queer spirit, gay soul. And yes. in there, you mentioned that the embodiment of both divine feminine and masculine. Mm -hmm. And I think the, this whole, this comes up a lot too. This has been on my radar for a good year or two is that imbalance between divine feminine and masculine. And I think it's throughout everybody and everywhere and in this time right now in particular mm -hmm. that is so out of whack yeah and it's like a bird trying to fly with only one wing right mm -hmm. and so the divine feminine is the one i believe and understand is lacking and needing to kind of raise and balance out yes so do you feel like that is more in the gay or queer community or is it throughout humanity right now well i think your point about a lot of us are recognizing that it is out of whack in terms of it's been very patriarchal for thousands of years and now we're moving in we're starting a new cycle a new era in which the feminine is going to rise back up again into and, and become more so that we 
as a collective can be more balanced. Now, in, in the way that queer individuals, gay, lesbian, bisexual, transgender, I mean, that whole community um, is just by the design of how the universe designed me and everyone else who falls into that community, uh, we are, we have easier access to being more balanced. So I, uh, yes, I have a masculine nature about me and um, I am in a male body. However, I have been gifted by the universe with easy access to the feminine spirit and the feminine energy and and that is a power and a gift that um comes easier for the queer community uh, in, in my view and and it is not a, a surprise and it is not an accident that the leaders who are rising and becoming more visible now and leading ceremonies are the two-spirited uh, individuals, queer individuals who the uh, indigenous cultures know as two-spirited, basically half male, half, half female. And they were always the leaders in the tribal communities. I've worked with the Lakota Sioux for 20 plus years now, very closely. That was how I learned about my gifts that was my teachers my medicine men elders in that uh, multiple male and female elders in that community over the years have have always taught what has been taught for hundreds and hundreds and maybe even thousands of years passed down through oral traditions is that if you're two-spirited you have a leadership role to play in balancing the community because of the way that the universe designed you. So that is a fantastic question. And I have never been asked that. And I am grateful that you're bringing this to light because it's important that uh, our gay, you know, lesbian, you know, the queer individuals come to the surface. And I'm very grateful to know that I'm starting to exclusively offer programs in that realm. Do you find that that community is receptive to that and seeing maybe that yes their well, karma within that? I I always like to focus on what's going, what is happening, and the transition from one era to the to the next. So, in the eighties, seventies, eighties, nineties, I I wouldn't say that they're necessary uh, in the past there's been kind of like you and I were talking about the word God and, and how that some of us have strong reactions, myself included to that word. We were wounded by religion. We were told that we were less than we were told that, you know, we, there was no place for us, which is obviously bullshit. And now we're recognizing that it was a lie. Uh, and, um, and so, yes, we are in a state of evolution as a community becoming more and more open and I've seen it across the board. More and more men, more and more women are opening up to the fact that what religion told them about their sexuality was a lie. And we do have a strong connection to our intuition. We do have a strong connection to spiritual realm, the divine. And I feel like there's a resistance in straight men to think of divine feminine if they embrace or try to raise that 
aspect of themselves that it's making them more feminine and it's not um a gender thing the divine feminine and divine masculine as far as i understand it it's a qualities right different qualities that can be assets when they're in balance or could be qualities that could be detrimental if things are off balance and so how do you think or what are your thoughts on getting straight men in particular to embrace this concept and and bring it into their own life for their own betterment, but also obviously for the benefit of the whole? It's a great question. It's happening. And I always look at the big picture. Um, I love that Sagittarius energy in me that the way the universe designed me is I have a lot of Sagittarius energy in the big picture. So as you're talking, I'm thinking, okay, how do I answer this question? <laughs> and what's coming is that it's the mothers mm -hmm. that are on their own spiritual journeys right now that are waking up to their own power, that are teaching their sons new things that a generation ago were not taught. So over time, it's going to take time. We can't just force feed this now to 40-year-old men, right? <laughs> yeah. But what we can do is we can force feed it in, in a gentle way to our two, three, four, five-year-old boys and they're going to be the ones who over time and generations from now, after we're all long gone, they're going to be the ones that are working with each other, working with the feminine in a harmonious way, not in a disrespectful way, but in a way that they can see that the divine feminine is required for evolution and growth. What do you think that looks like in a healthy way? when somebody what? when some uh a male that has that balance between masculine and a straight sex. male you're talking straight male or just straight male yeah like what, what would that look like how does that show up for them in a it shows way? up as uh being humble and listening to to women um and respecting them and and recognizing that they are equal that being a male does not make you higher, lower, or better or worse. It just makes you equal in that. Uh, so I'm seeing, well, this is happening. And there are a lot of conscious straight men, thank God. And they're doing a lot of great work um, to educate men about their own femininity within. There's an organization called Sacred Sons. That's what I was just thinking of when you were talking about that. I think that's okay. Well, we're having telepathy. Yeah, <laughs> I, I've never ever talked about Sacred Sons ever to anyone, but with you, of course, you're bringing it on me. So yeah, they do amazing work. Yeah, yeah, I think that's really cool that that's out. Well, thank you for answering that. I know uh, I didn't really plan on going down that rabbit hole too much, but <laughs> well, it it's just it's on my mind a lot. Like, what is this? What does this mean? Yeah. Why is this right now? Okay, I'm going to circle back to the Lakota. I have a brother that's come to be a part of a Lakota community through various events. But it just made me curious. How did you 
become connected to Lakota? <laughs> well, I have the universe to thank for that one. Again, uh, as everything good in my life and our lives comes from. Um, I was going through a dark night of the soul, my first of many, uh, 20 whatever years ago. I was very unhappy. I was a professor of counseling at the University of Wyoming in 2003. Uh, I was very suicidal and I realized that I had to get help. And so I just Googled spiritual retreats for gay men. And I, I was living in Laramie, Wyoming, which is not that far from Santa Fe, New Mexico, and hopped down there, drove the eight hours or whatever, and uh, met a man named Wolf Martinez, who I'm is very dear to me. Uh, and was he was the one who basically saved my life and taught me about uh, he ran sweat lodges and was a medicine medicine person in those ways and invited me into his community and so I would dr drive down uh, every couple of weeks the eight hour drive to do sweat lodges because I loved it so much and I felt like I was at home uh, for the first time in my life plus I was around uh, other gay men who were spiritual as well which is important and um, that led me down the rabbit hole. <laughs> it was like a big shift in in trajectory right there. Oh, completely. And it's the 100% the reason why I'm doing the work that I am doing today is because it's my true soul's calling is what I discovered. And that's why I felt home because it was, this yeah. is, I wasn't meant to be in academia. It was far too left brain for me. I'm very, I need the balance of both the left and the right. And, um, maybe even a little more right these days <laughs> Right, <laughs> left. Um, Got to have both. Right. But, and yeah, you're right. It, it changed the trajectory of my life uh, for the better. And I, I if I, uh, well, it was destiny. Yeah. It was a, a homecoming basically. Yeah. That's really cool. So what right now in your life is, is there something in particular that is calling to you that maybe you haven't stepped into yet or you're starting mm -hmm. to feel like you want to. Can you talk about that a little bit? These last two years have been explosive in terms of my interests and development. Like I looked at my website today and I looked at the drop down menu and I'm like, holy shit, I've got like 10 different programs. I only had two like three years ago and now I've got 10 because I'm just create, I'm a creation machine these days. So it's a great question. You're in line with kind of my energy is very expansive and, and I want to create. And so, yeah, what, what's on my radar screen is I want to go overseas. I want to work overseas. I want to travel a lot. I've got a book that's going to come out sometime, um, maybe the end of 2023, maybe more likely the beginning part of 2024. And when that does, I'm going to do the book tour, uh, fingers crossed, got some leads on a very large publisher here and it could be a very well-known book and if so my intention is to do a lot of traveling and hold retreats and hold events and work in person more than than i do now because that's really very joyful to me and uh and i'm going to get yoga teacher training here after being oh, a yoga cool. for 30 years i'm finally going to actually do the teacher training so i can feel like i'm competent to, to share it at my events Fantastic. I think that's yeah. wonderful. That what was about kind of, you? What, what's on your radar? Um, I am really, really, what, the way I look at it is collecting tools and knowledge. So 
gosh, it's so hard to explain. So I feel like I've been on this seeking, right? Trying to figure out myself, what I believe, what I don't believe for decades. But it definitely has shifted in picking up momentum. After that retreat, I got some really good clarity about some stuff. And one of the things is I want to do more retreats or classes or books, but just kind mm. of gathering different philosophies, different tools like meditation, yoga. I'm starting to dip my toe back into mm. yoga. Um, through these experiences, the podcast, when I started the podcast, it was kind of that, like, I'm doing this, not so much about like, oh, I'm going to be this like famous podcaster or something, but through this process, there are things here for me, mm. not only for my own growth and expansion, but then as I share this with listeners for theirs as well, but it's through this process of podcasting that I'm going to grow and expand. And also in addition, taking different classes, going on retreats, I now see that that is also not only a way to gather more tools and knowledge but the experiences of that and the people I will connect with through those experiences, it's all part of it. Where it's ultimately going, I don't know, because I, that's, mm. and that's okay. Mm. It's this process of it. There's a lot here for me. So I'm excited about that. I'm excited about, you know, trusting when I really get a hit, like, yes, this is what I'm going to delve into next, or I'm going to read this book or practice you know doing twice a day meditation right now I know that each of those things is leading and preparing me for something else something bigger mm, mm. so it's kind of that does that make sense did I answer yeah, the question I've got, like, chills <laughs> and goosebumps yeah it makes sense <laughs> yeah so yeah and I'm really excited and um I don't know. We'll see. Mm. I'm along for the ride. Mm. I love that. Yeah. We, are, we are all along for the ride. <laughs> yes. Well, let's leave it on that. And hey, everybody out there, I encourage you to check out Michael's website. Um, we'll have everything in the show notes. But if you want to give the blip right now where people can look at your offerings and learn more sure. about you yeah it's empath connection empath connection uh, com, and um you'll find everything you'll, you'll find probably too much <laughs> <laughs> well it's it's really fun though <laughs> it's like taking little bites of mm. bits of what's going on on his website it's really fun to explore so i encourage you to do that and again thanks so much for taking time out to connect like this i've really thank enjoyed you, michelle it. and thank you those of you that are listening and have listened all the way to the end it is a great honor and joy to be a gift to be able to be here with you michelle and with the listeners as well yes i agree I hope that you found today's episode helpful and maybe it resonated for you. You might be wondering if you're an empath. Um, if you are, and if this does speak to you, then I suggest you go to Dr. Smith's website, which is empathconnection.com. 
and you can find various programs there. There's even a, a quiz that you can take to see uh, if you're an empath. So I would recommend starting with that and then you can search his website. He has all kinds of stuff on there, but it also gives an explanation of the various programs and retreats that he offers that can help you understand and utilize your gifts as an empath more clearly and also connect with like-minded souls. And as always, if you like what you have heard here today on 1111 Calling Podcast, please share with a friend or post on social media. You can subscribe to the podcast on your favorite podcasting platform. Many of those you're able to rate or leave a review of the podcast, which helps me um, be more visible to other people that might find this podcast informative or inspirational, which is my whole goal. And um, you can also follow me on social media. Look up um, 1111 Calling is on Instagram and Facebook, and you can just see what I'm up to and what's interesting me and who my new guests will be. So appreciate you being here. Much love to you all.